1: Welcome back once again, Bread and Circus Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. How are you doing, Crow? Pretty good. Hello. I guess that covers it. <laughs> uh lot of shit going on. We say this Always every is, time. Yeah. We say this every time. But so uh we have our wonderful retaliatory mask ban or mask mandate yes. in place. We need a mask mandate ban. That's what we need. Yep. So Governor Walls has said, everybody who's inside has to wear one, and that's just how it is, and sorry, that sucks. But, you know, we're all Minnesotans. We're all taking care of each other, and we're all going to pull together. And some reporter actually had the balls to ask him, well, when does it end, and what's, what's uh, the plan here? Is there some criteria? And he said, well, we don't really want to make criminals out of people. So you can get a petty misdemeanor fine of 100 bucks." But the more sinister one is as a business owner, even if you're not there, you could be fined $500, but up to $25,000. And a manager at that business can be fined something like $1,000 inf- to 5000 If they don't
0: enforce yeah. the law? If they don't enforce it.
1: And So you know is Ke- that not
0: just their employees? Is that customers too? Like if, if a customer comes in and, and the managers just I think decide? So. I that's, think so. That's absolute bullshit right and there. And you know Keith Ellison is just waiting well, you know, to do that. Uh, the uh walls did actually end up saying that all he wants is compliance oh
1: see you got ahead of me again
0: all he wants is compliance when
1: they he said we don't want to make That's criminals it.
0: out of people right just but compliance. in the end it's just about compliance just compliance that? it's a friendly sounding word isn't just it? just kneel like the word sounds friendly Compl- just kneel compliance just kneel. it's not like Schnell!
1: just Neil. <laughs> and so i was listening to the radio after this um local radio show by Dan Barrero. He's a former sports writer and still does a lot of sports stuff, but gets into political stuff here. Um, And he said, and I mean, I get this argument and just disagree with it. He says, if the science says that it keeps you safer, even if, uh, and to them, it's a foregone conclusion. Now there's plenty of science to say it doesn't keep you safer. In fact, Michael Osterholm, who's a, um, uh, not a virologist, He's, uh, well, they deal with infectious diseases. Okay. Uh, I wanted to say endometriologist, but that's not it. He, Michael Osterholm with the University of Minnesota. Very uh, epidemiologist, that's what okay. he is. So, I, I'm very well versed on this stuff. Said, you know, hey, when he was on Rogan's podcast a couple months ago, he said, we're just in the, we're not even in the winter of this stuff yet, because it's going to get worse. Um, but. He said, "Go ahead and wear a mask for all at work for all you want, but you might as well not wear anything, because unless you're wearing an N95 mask that's perfectly fitted to your face, you're not doing anything." He said, "At best, it's like 10 percent effective." Well, everybody jumps on that and goes there. 10 percent? See? Good enough. Good enough. It, that's better. Better than nothing. Well, 10 percent is better than nothing, but only marginally so. And so I wanted to call into this radio show and say, this really isn't about science. I'm, I'm not dismissing the science. I'm saying there is science to say what your science is saying is bullshit because science is never settled. It's always testing itself. Right. But what I wanted to say is this isn't about whether wearing the mask makes you safer or not. This comes down to liberty versus safety. Yep. And the other side of this is we are not willing to surrender liberty. Now you may say that's a stupid statement. That it's just better to be safe. Okay. I think that's a stupid statement. I think the illusion of government induced safety is one of the most evil things on the planet.
0: You're good at attributing quotes. And what's the quote if you give Benjamin up your liberty? give up your liberty for safety you'll get you'll have neither. Is that yeah, pretty much what it is. You'll
1: have neither and deserve neither. Yeah. You'll need, it's something like that. Um, and Thomas Jefferson, I think it was, said that uh, any government powerful enough to give you everything you want is powerful enough to take everything you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really is about liberty. And the people on the safety side will say, isn't it better to be safe? One, I say, isn't it better to be free? And they'll say, your argument is ridiculous. And I say, your argument is ridiculous.
0: We just. Rooster, you can't be free if you're dead.
1: Yeah, well, you die free. you know. Then it's worth it. Yeah. I don't understand how people are just willing to surrender this. You know, stay in your house. You'll be safe. What kind of – it's a glorified prison at that point. I mean, how is that different than when they sentence someone to a prison and put them in a very small it's, – it's the same principle with different limitations. Yeah. You know, and people say, well, their homes don't have internet. and uh, Yeah, I, I understand that. But it is making your very big box, the world, much, much smaller, saying stay there. So this right. really comes down to liberty versus safety. And they'll say, shouldn't you do this for your fellow man? That's a choice you make. But the government shouldn't tell you you need to be responsible for somebody else. Because guess what? You're not. Right. Everybody else's safety is not your responsibility. If the government can't protect you and is not it is not required to protect you, and I forget which uh, – uh, Supreme Court case this was where they said no the cops aren't the yeah. cops don't have to protect no, you that's not, it's not what they're there for so literally the government does not have to protect you so you do not have to protect other people you know it is not your responsibility your um, obligation uh, to to take care of other people it is not and I I understand the altruistic attitude that says that I've done a lot of that myself. You've done a lot of that yourself. You do some charitable giving. You take care of neighbors and friends and all that. But at some point, if you accept that argument, the line never stops getting drawn. It's just one more. Well, just one more. Just one more. And you can't, you can't accept it. And so the idea that other people's safety is your responsibility is ridiculous. If those people are worried about their safety, stay home. My free movement is not superseded by your fear and needing to feel safe.
0: Right. Well, and then I'd be everybody be more inclined to um, to toe the line with with these restrictions and these mandates if this was what they had originally thought it was.
1: Well and that's why I say it's retaliatory. This is my belief. So let's talk about facts here. The fact is the governor governor of Minnesota has his powers in place and they cannot be stopped. And he loves it. It takes both houses of government, the house run by the Democrats and the Senate run by the Republicans, the only bike the only split state government in the entire state. It takes them both to either country. give it country, yeah. To either give it or take it away. And every month, Walls, I believe, resents the idea that he has to call a special session to extend his powers. And the the Democrats are always like, yeah, sure, of course, no problem. If this was the other way around, they'd be screaming, which means they have no principles whatsoever. And it's very possible the Republicans would be doing the same thing. I don't expect principles from people in government. I just don't because they have yet to prove that they really have any. Um, But so there the Senate says – No, we're not talking about extending your powers. And the House says, yeah, go ahead and extend them. Well, that's all it takes because the status quo needs both of them to vote against. And they're never going to. And the Republicans say, you give us, Walls wants a bonding bill passed, which isn't getting passed the Senate. And the Senate is saying, if you want your bonding bill passed, tell us when and under what conditions you're coughing up your executive powers. And he won't do it. Because so, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. So his retaliation, this is my belief for that, was to say, mask ban or mask. Uh, you got to have a mask mandate. Ban. Mandate. Yeah. I'm. Well, it's. Uh, yeah. I'm. I want so badly for it to be a ban. That I Yeah, say that. yeah
0: there's a, a a parallel too to like gun control when they talk about. Well, you know, the fact that you're not wearing a mask, it's not just your safety that you're in your health and safety that you're. Um, compromising, it's other people's health and safety that's being compromised. That's why you have to wear it. And there's a parallel to the gun control argument on the left, which says, "Yeah, but um, because they, when you point out that well, Chicago has the most draconian drug, uh, gun laws in America, and they've got the biggest gun violence, and, and the left will go, hmm. that's because they're getting guns from out of state."
1: Yeah, they drive across the border to Indiana, yeah, and they buy guns. So here's my question: This comes from Thomas Sowell. Why doesn't Indiana have a problem?
0: Exactly. But let's keep with the parallel here. Um, They're saying your responsibility as a citizen is not to have guns to make available through theft or loss or whatever for other criminals to find and use. So you having that gun, maybe a criminal will break into your home and break into your safe and, and steal your guns. Um, Maybe that criminal will accost you when you're not looking, throw a brick to the back of your head and take your gun from you while you're bleeding out. And then you, by owning that gun, have have allowed a criminal to use that gun to commit violence against somebody else. So it's on you,
1: which is a stupid argument if you consider conceal and carry, because then they don't know if you have a gun.
0: Right, but if they throw that brick to the back of your head and they pat you down looking for, for your money and they find the gun and they take the gun and they use that to commit murder, that's on you, True, rooster.
1: but just uh, for sake of As argument a matter of fact, here, it's
0: not true. It's not on you.
1: Well, for sake of argument <laughs> okay. here, uh, let's say I accept your ridiculous premise, okay? What would be a deterrent to, say, someone throwing a brick in the back of your head?
0: A deterrent? Mm-hmm. Uh, a very lengthy uh, jail sentence if you are apprehended or caught. That never stops
1: criminals. They've been in and out of jail so much. It doesn't bother them.
0: The fact that somebody that you're with could turn around and pop them.
1: I'm thinking of two things specifically. No, I'm thinking. Castration? No. (laughs) Being uh, vigilant, knowing your surroundings, and owning a weapon. Yeah. How many people are going to walk up and hit you in the back of the head if they know that you're paying attention and you own a gun?
0: Yeah, if you don't have your face buried in your phone, have your headphones in. If you're carrying concealed, generally speaking, people that carry concealed are, they're taught in most of the concealed carry courses they take. Part of that, um, it's like an eight-hour course usually, or more, depending on where you go. Part of that teaching is situational awareness. And they're also taught,
1: if shit starts going down, if you're at a bar. Get the hell out of there. Just get, get out of there.
0: Well, you're not supposed to have your weapon in the bar if you're drinking.
1: Depends on the state, though. Right. Well, uh, if you're drinking, I agree with. Yeah,
0: and and if you're going and you have one beer, I don't have a problem with somebody having a concealed carry permit and having a beer. But I let's really say don't.
1: let's say you and I go to a bar, uh, I decide to drink, you're carrying concealed.
0: But you're the sober ride.
1: A couple of guys at uh, the end of the bar start pushing each other around, you know, and I say, hey. Something's going to happen here.
0: Let's get the fuck out. <laughs> That's what the, the concealed carry should be That's doing.
1: what the sober concealed and carried person should be like. Th- we don't want any part of this. Nope. Because this only ends badly. Yeah. If that gets out of hand and that person comes over here, what happens? Ultimately, maybe I shoot them. Now I my life is going to, even if I'm found not guilty.
0: Nope. And as a, we're getting off base here, but he's an, even as a concealed carry, if you're sitting there at the bar and someone jostles you and says, hey, faggot, the fuck you! What, what are you doing? Get out of my way. When you're, car- when you're carrying a gun, your response is going to be a lot different than if you're not carrying that gun. If you're carrying that gun, you're going to look kind of cowardly because you're going to be like, hey, I don't, need- I don't want any problem here.
1: No, you go, you stop. I love it when you talk like that. You're so manly. Oh, or that. Call me faggot again. <laughs> <It's> so dirty.
0: <laughs> we, got- we were off track with that. And now we're further off track with oh, that. Oh, you Stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right my wife always goes i hate it when you use that voice i go what this one <laughs> <laughs> right. but yeah so walls has done this uh and this is gonna here's where this is gonna lead to problems let's just say five percent and i'm guessing there's a good five percent who are gonna say fuck you yeah. and make me what are you gonna do if you're a cop and just assume that cops' politics fall like the countries do, 50 50, right? If you're a cop and you see 10 of these people not wearing masks, how long is it going to be if you're a cop on the pro freedom side
0: before you're just like,
1: I'm not fucking doing this?
0: Yeah, but most cops don't want to, you know, write out speeding tickets, but they do it anyway.
1: Well, they've got quotas for those.
0: Well, probably mass quotas too coming.
1: It would be interesting if you find that out. Mm. But I think this is the one good thing. We are talking about this before the show. I believe that within 18 months, this is in front of the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court says, you can't compel people to wear that stuff. You just can't. You yeah. can't make them do it. You know, the And they'll say, well, it's for people's safety. And I... And this is where I, I'm thinking my boy Roberts is going to jump in on this. He's going to say, "Well, if you can prove someone has COVID, fine. If you can prove they are communicable, cool. Have them put on a mask. I'll go that far. You know, if you can prove they're dangerous, right. do it." It's like but you a, can't just say it's you like have to do it.
0: Those laws of people intentionally spreading HIV—they mm-hmm. know they have HIV and they engage in unprotected sex with people that they haven't told that they have HIV,
1: or even try and spit on cops. But guess what? What?
0: they knocked the, those laws have been uh, knocked down in California in San Francisco
1: well, because California is just the so chitro. so it used
0: to be illegal it used to be a felony to in- intentionally infect somebody with or try to intentionally infect somebody with HIV without telling them you have HIV have sex with them it was a felony and they the courts knocked that down said nope
1: so what if I tried to stab you with a knife I thought had HIV on it
0: <laughs> you'd probably you would only get the charges filed for the assault, but not for trying to um, inflict um, a disease. I guess and so I, don't, I don't know exactly how that works, but yeah, you wouldn't. That, they'd be like, no, that doesn't matter. If you if you dipped it in, in water and like uh, Biden says, like uh, like Corn Pop did with their mm-hmm. straight razors. Remember when Corn Pop when he was when, when yeah, Joe Biden sharpened him on the curb. Yeah, Joe, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Was a lifeguard in a pool.
1: Sorry, I called you Esther Williams.
0: Yeah, he called uh-huh. corn pop. He called Esther Williams. He's a bad dude, though. Yeah. And they were waiting for him afterwards with corn their, pop was their, a bad dude. With their, ran with, their, with a bunch of other bad with dudes, their straight their razor, straight razors, and they and they 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 put them, they they dip them in in, uh, in water to to get them rusty and sharpen them on the curb. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Just, boy, so, I'm all I'm, I'm going all. <laughs> so I took that length of chain. I'm taking yes. I'm taking left turns here, left <laughs> right. With this I should have never called you that. Yeah. And the fact that I apologized, you know, then then he backed up. Oh, you apologize for that? Yeah, I apologize for that. And so he backed down. Well, He didn't know that uh, that, uh, Corn Pop said, who are you calling (laughs) Esther (laughs) Williams?
1: You bitch. (laughs) Um, Well, I have come up with where I think the Black Flag event is going to happen. Okay. Did you see the video of... The police officers in Chicago defending the Christopher Columbus statue. Yes,
0: holy shit!
1: It was terrifying.
0: Uh, There's there was so there's so much that that would cause just a a regular person watching that to become enraged. Not just one instant, or just terrified. So yeah, terrified or in rage or both.
1: This is probably and stop me where you yeah, may where you may disagree. So uh, there's a statue of Christopher Columbus that apparently was being targeted. And he pulled down. So the Chicago PD surrounds it and decides to protect it. And there's maybe 30 cops there. Yeah. Not in riot gear. No, there weren't. None of them, hardly none of them were wearing helmets. Oh, some of them were. Oh, I would I, I would say probably half of them had oh, helmets. I,
0: yeah, on. Yeah, I didn't see helmets on. And they
1: had they had flak vests on. Uh, most of them. And most of them had billy clubs out there. It was like
0: th- 39 uh, officers were Yeah, something injured. like that.
1: And they were surrounded by... Well, from the video I saw, I could probably only see about 30 cops. So there may have been 50 or more. Yeah. But there were between 500 to 1,000 people surrounding the yeah. statue, lobbing in bricks and stuff like that. And at one point, they started throwing... Um, fireworks. Not, not explosives, but not just fireworks. The, I mean,
0: the, the, they, they have access to the uh, industrial or the professional-grade yeah. fireworks, which are, I mean, I've had... If I, they go I, off near you, you're in trouble. I had mortars that were not legal for civilians, that were legal for if you had a license as a firework, you know, whatever show. I've had those. And this is
1: back when you had a license for fireworks, right?
0: Back when I had them, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the when you light them off... They you put them in a in a mortar tube mm-hmm. and they're supposed to shoot out the mortar tube and then basically they don't even really do any flash they just do a gigantic bang yeah and but if you don't put in the mortar tube and you just light them and throw them in like let's say your backyard they the the concussive force of those will blow out your eardrums yeah if you're standing there
1: so they're throwing some of those things in there or stuff yeah. that appeared to be that and these cops are surrounded there is nowhere to go and I'm thinking. You're not wearing a helmet. Most of them weren't. Well, yeah. Maybe half of them were. I, I did see helmets on them. And by my a lot of guess, them wearing them. by my guess, it was maybe half of them. And I'm thinking those cops have got to be thinking, shit, this might be it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was there was no one there to save them.
0: Well, there. Um, so. Oh, go ahead. Uh, one of the police officers uh, had a shattered kneecap from that got, yeah. hit the kneecap. One of the police officers, I think he was one of the ones in charge. Um, one of the incendiary devices went off next to his face, shattered his eye socket. Might he might he's gonna have to go in and get his eye uh, get surgery on his eye, he might not fully recover from that. Yeah. Um, multiple concussions. Oh. But but this mob didn't care that these cops got hurt.
1: It wasn't like they went, Oh shit, we've gone too far. They weren't backing off at all. You
0: know what they were doing. The there was aerial view of what these antifa types were doing. So and this is why I get so pissed off watching these quote-unquote protesters so they're in coordination with the people that commit violence the protesters a lot of them are mm-hmm. and what they do is they act like oh you know they put the women up front because they're cowardly pieces of shit and they go hey you know you know we're we're just protesting we're, we're and while they're doing that it's kind of a distraction the antifa types the violent types are getting the backpacks that are full of bricks and frozen water bottles and cans and they're they're empty, them emptying out. them out on the ground so people can pick them up and use them. And then others are using umbrellas to create like a wall so that from aerial view and from wherever you can't see what's happening. And what happens is you've seen this on video. Some of the ones that are engaging in the quote unquote legitimate protesting, once they've done their part to give time for the Antifa to spread out their their weapons and all that. They go under the umbrellas and they dump out a backpack and they put on their black ear to join in mm-hmm. and they, you've seen this there's it's blatant. yeah, they think they're hidden, but they're you know they're doing. And also some of these signs that they're carrying, these banners that they're carrying in order to in order to keep the banners uh, from flopping around, they have PVC piping on the edges. they're sewn into the edges. Well, what they do is they sharpen the edges of these PVC pipes. And when it's time, when it's go time, they pull out the PVC and they start jabbing it at the cops. In this um, Christopher Columbus um, incident, you can see blatantly they're jabbing these pointed edges of these PVC piping at the cops. And the cops are grabbing them from them. So here's what it's really shitty. If you think you're if you if you watch this and you think, oh, peaceful protest. Maybe there's some violence going on, but there's if you if you're a protester and there's violence going on, and you know it, you are no longer protesting. You are complicit in the violence. Right. So here's what
1: I think happens. Um, There are certainly people who see this stuff and say, this can't happen. This can't happen in the United States. Cops are outnumbered. I'm pro-cop. I'm a gun owner. That kind of stuff. They're going to show up at these things and say, the cops may not let us stand with them, but we can stand next to them. And when that shit starts coming in, someone's either going to go, all right, that's it, it's on. Or they're not going to – that had to be a terrifying situation to be in. Absolutely. They're not going to realize, shit, it could be this bad, and shots are going to start getting fired. And as soon as one or two or three go off, they're just going to keep going off. Now, turn it around the other direction. Let's say there's uh, three or four cops in that group that get desperate. You know, One gets his face half blown off and the other one got his knee shattered and they're down and there's more stuff coming in. And one of those cops just goes, fuck it, and starts shooting because someone's coming at him with PVC pipe. That leads probably to a couple more shots. 30, 40 shots get fired. You know where the damage is going to be? That circle is not going to go get those guys. That circle is going to bust out and move away as fast as it can. And it's going to have nowhere to go. And people are going to get trampled and hurt. And it's going to be bad.
0: And also, all of you kind of like right wing types that think, oh, I can't wait for the boogaloo. I can't wait for that to go down. And and if I'm there protecting those cops and shit happens and we have to shoot, so be it. Fuck these fuckers. You're not going to be the only guys with guns there. Yeah. The Antifa types, they're armed. A lot of them. Not with just PVC pipes. They have weapons. They have, they have uh, permits to carry even. Mm-hmm. And they'll use them. Yeah, and so it's gonna be it's gonna be death on both sides. Now it might be uh, skewed a little bit, but doesn't matter. It's it's not gonna be fun. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be a a, a a zombie hunt. You know? Yeah. This is something you shouldn't want, but at this point, what do you do?
1: Yeah. Well, and now, it's funny. I saw um I saw an interview with a guy or heard an interview with a guy. Might have been on Beck Show. Um Again, I. Don't give that guy a whole lot of listening, but uh, they um, it was someone on there. I think he was with DHS and he was saying, you know, they're saying, get the feds out of these, you know, away from the courthouse in Portland. They're escalating it. He goes, these guys have all been there. The mayor walks past them whenever he goes in. These are these are the staff at this place.
0: Yeah. Always they, has been. They work there. Yeah,
1: It's that they get this called isn't in. new. Yeah. They get called in. Meaning they don't fly them in in black, uh, black helicopters from Washington, D.C. and park them in Portland and say, hey, shoot some protesters. No, they that's their job. That's where they are. you know.
0: Arrested, they do swoop in with unmarked minivans and, and and pick up and detain and drive away with um, protesters. And this,
1: he addressed that specifically. He goes, yep, there's video of us doing it. He goes, absolutely, we do that. He said... But what they don't show you is the two block foot chase that happened before that. The person who was a suspect in another crime we had that matched the description and ran. We chased them down, we grabbed them, we arrested them, we detained them, we questioned them, we released them. That's it.
0: And you know why they use the unmarked minivans? So the Antifa doesn't know it's them. Right, because if they as soon as they see something they they know was a police vehicle or um or a um, government vehicle, they'll swarm it.
1: Well, and on Larry Korea's page, he said, you know, uh, you wonder why these cops aren't, don't have their names on their uniforms anymore. It's because there were docs and the cops.
0: Yeah. You'll watch, you'll see this blatantly every time. Um, there's, um, one of these situations where there's a, a line of quote unquote protesters and rioters and the police. And there's, there's the women usually up front with their cell phones out and they're, Aiming the cell phones at the badges and the names of all the officers on the line, and that is uh, intimidation tactic. That is saying we know who you are, we know your name, and you know if we want to, we can send them after your family. That's what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is and, and it's not. They're not saying we can't. They have done that.
1: Yeah, and they're they're threatening those people's families. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, you th- you think this is a good idea to keep? uh amping the temperature up on this well i'm actually a and proponent of,
0: course- of, of of not having um at this point anymore having officers names on their on their uniforms having the badge number only
1: well wasn't that the point of that show on hbo the Watchmen, that yeah. terrible show but the cops the cops are now
0: masked because because they were getting their families were getting targeted yeah. by the criminals but i mean it's happening it's uh it, the i think yes you should have a badge number and and that if you have a bad interaction with a cop and you want to report it, you report that badge number. But the problem with that is all that shit leaks nowadays. So even even if they have that first stage of protection or that one lever, uh, one layer of protection, um, where their name's not out there in the public, um, there's going to be some you know bureaucrat or some you know some person working in the office that is uh, sympathetic to the Antifa types and is going to release that anyway. Yeah they they're not safe. And then they're talking about, well, we need to entice uh, police officers to uh, be from the community they're policing. So we we want to give bonuses and give preference to police officers to people to join up as police in these communities that live in the communities. And that's just fucking stupid at this mm-hmm. point. No fucking person's going to want to do that. Well, even if even if they don't,
1: even if it's not a bad situation for the cops like it is now, where they get doxxed and things like that. Do you want the cop who grew up in an area and might have scores to settle to now be law
0: enforcement in that town? Uh, that doesn't, that doesn't really concern me that so much as. Oh, as I, I've seen it happen. Probably, but but what concerns me is is the safety of their family.
1: But, right, but I'm just saying this is the other side of it. I don't. Both arguments are arguments against cops being from that. I mean, you heard
0: about that judge that the the UPS driver or not UPS driver, the, the assassin that was dressed up like a UPS driver showed yep. up at, she's in charge of one of the aspects of the, of the uh, Epstein case. Yeah. So
1: she's involved. In, she's the, um, judge in a financial offshoot case for Ghislaine Maxwell.
0: Yeah. So, uh, an assassin showed up at her house dressed as a UPS agent, a UPS driver. Oh, uh, uh, when they answered the door, shot her son, 20 year old son through the heart, killed him and critically wounded her husband. She was in the basement. Um, But she, you know, it was readily available her address. She had no protection.
1: And, do you know, did you hear why the guy shot her?
0: Yeah, he was a nut.
1: Yeah, he was a former attorney that had some case that she. So, yeah, he was a nut job. It wasn't
0: some. It wasn't related to Epstein, supposedly.
1: This goes back to that Occam's razor thing, too. I mean, people are like, oh, here we go. Somebody hired an assassin. Tim Pool did a whole video on. Oh, hired an assassin, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, it was. It's more likely to believe it's a fucking nut job which is what it turned yeah, out it to be. could be both. Right. But the point is they can just find these people, you know? Yeah. And you're, your protection is your own responsibility. Right. You can't, going back to what we said about, you know, hey, wear the mask. you got to take care of your fellow man. Well, these people in these Antifa groups who are saying, no, 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 we're not violent, should be out there saying, we can't go to people's houses and do this to them.
0: Right? We just can't do that.
1: But they're not doing that. They're like, Oh, we're all about nonviolence. Well, they stab people.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's part of the problem with right now, the time we're living in, the media is complicit is the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. So anything that makes Democrats or Liberals look look bad, they will cover for them. Um, and it's not just the mainstream media, it's the tech, you know, the social media. So we're not getting we're not getting the truth, the full picture unless you do a deep a deep dive. And even then, it's really hard to find what's really happening.
1: Well, I heard uh, someone say this the other day. Keep in mind, right now, we have more 24-7 news access and more options than we've ever had before in any point in history. Are there any of them you can really trust? Well, so the news is readily available to you 24-7, but... Well, at some it, level it, or another, it's bullshit.
0: It's amazing to me because I will talk to people who aren't like politically active, but are conservatives. Um, and, you know, no two ways about it. They're not on the fence. They're conservatives and they vote. Re- they vote Republican. They're Trump supporters. I'll talk to them. And usually it's older people. You know, I shouldn't say that. It's young people, too. Young and old. I'll talk to them and I'll tell them like uh, uh, an event that happened um like uh, you know, let's say this 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 um, Chicago PD Chicago thing. PD thing, and they'll go, "What?" Didn't even hear about it because the news didn't report on it. The news is reporting or not is only reporting things that makes the right conservatives white people look bad, mm-hmm. and anything else. And we're going to talk about this. I got a story about this further um, that we're going to bring up. Um, oh, are we? Yeah. That basically there's a huge double standard on the coverage of any incident that is, um, done by a white person as opposed to a black person. And it's, it's just, it's obvious, it's blatant and it's ludicrous how, how, how they feel that that's just, that's just how it's going to be and how they, they have no, I don't know. Perspective? Well, they have a perspective, but they, they, they don't have any guilt over the fact that they aren't reporting fairly. That they aren't reporting consistently.
1: Well, it's because, you know, Trump is going to stay in the White
0: House no matter what. Yeah. I
1: I saw a story. Maybe I mentioned this, but I don't think I did. I saw a story about, you know, it was one of the clickbait things. And it says, uh, Senator shows Trump's plan for staying in the White House, you know, past the election. I'm like, oh, I got to see this because it's going to be a unnamed senator. No, it was an actual former senator who had his opinion on how Trump would do it if he decided not to leave the office. Here's what's going to happen if Joe Biden gets elected over President Trump. One thing you know for sure, Trump's going to say, well, that sucked, and he's going to leave. Yeah. He's not going to sit in the White House and hang on to power. I was having a conversation with a Democrat friend of mine the other day. We both, he agreed, well, I don't want to say agreed, because I'm, I'm, I'm as sure that Trump will get elected as I was that Hillary was going to get elected before even though the polls are saying you know, Biden's way ahead. But I still would place my money on Trump. But you never know. He agrees. He feels that Trump's going to be reelected. But he said, but then the guy's probably going to realize that he's got unlimited power. And I said, I interrupted him and I said, I have two problems with that. One, he doesn't have unlimited power. If he did, he'd just do whatever the hell he wanted. He can't just do whatever the hell he wanted. And in many cases, he's not doing anything at all. Like... He's told people, let me send the feds in. I'll do it. Just call me. We'll get them in there. You know, we'll get this squared away. Um, And he doesn't do it. Uh, But then the other thing he said was when he said when he realizes it. Like, so this is the guy who's been in the White House for almost four years. And you know that if he gets reelected, he has unlimited power. But he hasn't figured that out. With all this power at his fingertips, it's like one day he's going to go, oh, guess what I can do. Yeah. What he can do now is what he'll be able to do then. This idea that it will some, the thing that you know that he just doesn't know is going to dawn on him. And when he's as smart as you, well, then we got a problem. Yeah. It's, I, I can't, I can't take that reasoning because I, I point it to him that way and he goes, no, he's just going to start using his power. There are checks and
0: balances on the system for a fucking reason. Yeah. You know,
1: before we get into your story, Why
0: don't we ask each other some questions about us? Questions. So, this is from the book of 3,000 questions about me. So, and we're going in order, which makes it easier for me at this point. Um, What is the quality you most like in a man?
1: Mm, Silence? (laughs) Because it would be awkward otherwise? No. A
0: strong jaw. (laughs) (laughs) super
1: <laughs> what,
0: what quality do you most like in a person let's say
1: well i mean it depends in a friend and like loyalty. loyalty yeah loyalty <laughs> yeah you know and it doesn't mean like blind stupid loyalty
0: No,
1: no, no. uh loyalty and i i think blatant honesty you know yeah I would rather have a friend be like, uh, that was fucking stupid, you're, you're, than to be you're, like, well, you Yeah, know, you're man. more apt
0: to lie to acquaintances just to kind of like make them feel okay yeah. than your friend. Your friend, you want to give that honest
1: And you are from. one of the worst at that. <laughs> We've
0: discussed this before. You're like
1: way too nice sometimes. Yeah.
0: I don't want to hurt people's feelings. You yeah. would think. But you'll, be, oh, l- bastard, you'll but. be like,
1: I'm going to tell that son of a bitch next time. And then they ask and you go, well, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in, uh,
0: Oh, you know what? The next question was what quality you mo- do you most like in a woman? So okay, oh. I can't see why they did that. Enthusiasm. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree, <laughs> but that's only one particular uh, instance.
1: No, I mean, someone who like, when you say, Hey, do you want to do this? Goes, you know, whatever it is.
0: And they attack it with vigor. And they, no. And they just go, sure. With a smile on their face and they looking in the eye while they're doing it.
1: Yeah, if you go, hey, do you wanna do you wanna go to the grocery store now? And they're like, that'd be awesome. Let's do that. You know, I, I noticed this a while ago when I was when you could still work out at a health club. I was going to one, and the guy who was working the desk every time you left wouldn't say have a nice day. He'd say have a wonderful day. And I just thought that was cool. Yeah, I like it. Have a nice day is just it's, it's just nice. This was like have it was like him going. You just go be awesome. You know. Yeah. And it's kind of cool in a person you're with every once in a while, have them look at you and go, it's just kind of awesome being around you. Yeah. Instead of like, eh, I'm glad you're here. You know? Yeah. so You're adequate. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me a card on my birthday. You're supposed to give me a card on my birthday. Give me a card in the middle of the year that just goes, you're awesome. Yeah. For no reason.
0: Um, which words or phrases do you most overuse? You know... Right there. You know, is that what you do? Yeah. <laughs> well, most people do the um, but that's not really a word. That's just a, a placeholder. Yeah, it's a
1: placeholder, what are you thinking?
0: Um,
1: yeah, you man. know is one. Uh, oh, there was another one I thought of as soon as you said that, and I was like, God, I say that a lot. And then I realized Matt Christensen says it too, and I'm like, okay, well, probably okay then. What is it? I can't remember what it uh, is now.
0: Yeah, that's one of those things that you have to kind of think about. I, I can't, off the top of my head, I don't know.
1: I'll, when I'm, I do this all the time when I'm talking about, I said something and he said something, I'm like, goes, goes, I go this, he goes that. I Eh,
0: That's just like a rhetorical flourish.
1: I know, but I do it too much. Okay. Like I don't have to do it with every single sentence, you Mm. know, there's one, I read a lot of Lee Child and one thing that he does like the opposite of that. Like if I write stuff, I'm writing a story and there's dialogue in it after every person speaks, I'll be like that person said or retorted Uh, or Lee child will go sometimes like 12 lines of just
0: back and forth of two people talking
1: and sometimes you almost have to go, okay, wait, like eight of them down and count backwards. Seven, six, five. Okay. Yeah. Which
0: person's saying what,
1: (laughs) but I like that he doesn't think I have to be encumbered with that stupid. Well, because it becomes noticeable. Yeah.
0: If they keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I personally can't think of anything that you, a phrase or a word that you overuse trying to think of myself, obviously. I don't even know. I if actually, you do it, you don't know it. Yeah, I can't. I can't yeah. take one. So, so all right, one more? Sure. Uh-oh. Better answer this right. What or who is the greatest love of your life?
1: I. You know, it's it's weird because my, my mom told me once, she goes, you will never realize, a friend of mine told me the same thing, you'll never realize how much you can love something until you have kids. So, I mean, yeah, you, you love your wife and your friends and all that stuff, but there is a, there is a love of your kids that does weird things to you. You know, like I, I always pictured like, what if I was in a building, like a school and somebody started shooting, I'd be like, I get the fuck out of here. And sometimes I feel like if that was my kid's school, I'd, I'd be running in the front door. Yeah. And maybe not. Maybe I'd cower under a desk like anybody else but there's a weird thing that happens in my brain it's like you know when you get really mad about something you kind of hear that sort of growl in the back of your head i i get that i'm I'm gonna find that motherfucker i i've thought about what what i would do to someone uh, you know, what, I don't heard, hear a growl, but
0: I, it's more like a rumble, yeah, like but, thunder.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but that—that that, uh, and some people see red. They, I, I mean, they just get tunnel vision, and they're— you, Have you ever actually, literally seen red? Almost,
0: yeah, a couple times. I did once. I didn't—I re- didn't think it was a real thing. Yeah, like you get so mad, you see red. Until it happened, and I'm like, "Holy shit, it's real!"
1: But there's so there's so much blood flowing through your head that yeah. your vision only—it yeah. gets tinged a little red. Yeah. But I've—I've I've wondered sometimes. You see these stories about people whose kids get kidnapped or something like that. And then you see them like in a courtroom, go after somebody. There is, there is no amount of punishment. I could levy on somebody who hurt one of my kids that would ever make me stop, you know? So, yeah. I mean, like, Your kids then. yeah, the greatest love. Real, I don't know. That's the thing that creates the most visceral thing. In
0: I would have to say my family. Yeah. I have a pretty small family. It would it would be my family. I mean, if anything happened to my family, obviously it would, you know, that I would respond accordingly. Yeah. Well, take that as, as you will. But, uh, yeah, that's the family. That's got to be, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe exactly. they're saying what, who, who specifically, but you can't really uh, – I, I personally can't differentiate between family members. It's like, members for it's like when like you ask me inner, before, Your inner circle family.
1: Which one of your kids do you love more? Yeah. And I always say the other one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so you wanted to bring this uh, this bias thing up.
0: Yeah, so um, the double standard is what I'm talking about. The absolute, you know, uh, bullshit of the white privilege lie. How dare you? Yeah. So um, we keep talking about how this, you know, especially with these Antifa mobs and these Riots and all that, talking about how America is a racist country and it was based on slavery and it's set up because of the white European patriarchy. One hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> and the reason uh, that us white men, especially and women, don't um, don't uh, become voices for the oppressed is because we have it so good and we've had it so good. You know, well, we and privilege.
1: and uh, and because you think brown people are disgusting.
0: Who, me? Yeah. Personally? No, I do not. Because a lot of times I identify. Stop winking. As a brown person. <laughs> All right. Um, so there's always like mob attacks. Yep. By, by black people against other races. Not just white people. Asians, you know. Um, Never happens. Uh, Hispanics. Um, um, other like in, uh, Indians of, of uh, not, dot, not feather. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, they're always ignored or downplayed by the media or by politicians. Uh, any number of whites involved in attacks from one to probably two uh-huh. at the most, usually um, against any other race, especially blacks, are hyped as hate crimes immediately without any context. Immediately. Um, they're gone after they're doxed that that person, um, even if it's like, let's say, a husband and a wife. And, you know, where I'm going with this, which store I'm talking about with this. I don't. The woman who pulled her gun outside the Chipotle on the on the black woman and her daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Husband okay. and
0: wife. Um, they're immediately excoriated as racist, hateful, you know, Karens and and uh, and, and privileged whites, and and it's a, it becomes national news. But if something in the opposite happens, where a black person defends themselves against a white person, one white person, or a couple of white people, um, you're not going to hear about it. It's local news. You're not going to hear about that. I, I'm sure people are going to say I'm bigoted for saying this, but. How often does that really happen? It happens less often, obviously. If you look at the crime, we've brought this up before. We've got, we've had the stats out there of racial crime. Yeah. And there, there's like, let's just take one example: rape. When you come to blacks on whites, rape statistics, it's pretty huge. I don't have the numbers in front of me. It's big. Um, when you talk about whites on blacks, white men raping black women, it's statistically Insignificant. Do you Doesn't know why any. that is? Racism.
1: Crow. Do you know why that is? Racism. Yes, because those black women know that the institutionally racist system will never prosecute the white man,
0: or black women aren't the they can't. <clears throat> Duke lacrosse. They can't measure up to the systemic um, standards of beauty brought forth by Western culture.
1: Oh my God! I've never heard that one. Boom! Mic wow. Drop my mind is blown.
0: So what I'm saying is the double standard is, is, is there. It's been there. I, when you talk about white privilege, I want to punch you in the fucking throat because right now there's, there's no such thing as white privilege. There is every other, um, ethnicity, race privilege, but there's not white privilege at all. Whites, especially men, even women though, are the targets right now. And, and they, they can't do anything right. Um, there's an example I have here. So uh, blacks open-carrying weapons and dressed in military loadouts are either ignored. Oh, know, like that uh, black militia down in Texas? Right. Uh, they were led by the Grand Master Jay. It's called the, the WAFA, I believe. The the We Aren't Fucking Around Anymore Party, I think is what they call themselves. Yeah, and
1: they said, uh, you know, they need to have their own land. So they'll take Texas.
0: Yeah, they marched around the capital and in Texas and talked about how, you know, anybody, any white people shows up, they'll show them what's up.
1: They're all former military yep. expert, marksmen.
0: expert marksmen marksman, even though even though one of them had like a round jammed in his in, in the in the AR, uh, uh, the ejection port. And then uh, another one had like their scope on backwards. Yeah. And, you know, they're wearing clothes that were too tight. Some of the women, it, it was ridiculous.
1: They were showing um, there was a stolen valor channel. I, that wasn't the name of the channel, but it does those kinds of videos. And it was showing like a lot of their military
0: insignias were fake. Yeah, of course. So there's another example here. So that's the media largely ignored that. That's one of the stories I had to bring up to some conservatives and talk about. And they're like, what What are you talking about? When? Where? When did, that didn't happen. You know, one of those things. So like, absolutely did. But the media will not report on that.
1: I got a quick question for you. Sure. OK, so let's say let's say Boogaloo boys are real. All right. They're out there and they're just waiting for the boogaloo, you know, and they can't wait for this kind of thing to happen, this black militia to march down the street or whatever. Let's say there's four of them there and they say, yeah, it's on. We're doing it. And there's 20 of these black militia people. And those four guys open up firing on them. Let's just say it's a a hate crime. No, it's a hate crime. The white guys, these white racist, you know, nationalists. Uh, Nazi sympathizers are gonna shoot these black people. What do you think these former military expert marksmen are gonna do?
0: Shoot each other partially. <laughs> They're gonna
1: shoot everybody who moves. Yeah. their half of them are gonna drop
0: and run. Yeah, friendly fire is gonna be rampant. In oh that my
1: crowd. god, they are gonna kill every innocent bystander. They see it's just gonna be. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's gonna be a uh, and, and,
1: circular firing
0: squad. And they're gonna they're gonna pop pop off rounds, they're gonna be like, There's what the it boogaloo's. And it's just gonna be a light black guy. <laughs> part of the group in a Hawaiian shirt. With a rifle that's part of their group is like, I'm with you <laughs> <laughs> boom 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 boom, dead.
1: <laughs> Me some black guy on the way back from his honeymoon in Hawaii and has got a Hawaiian shirt on, they'll <laughs> <laughs> shoot him.
0: Yeah. So so we're talking about that the media ignores that, but there's also an incidence um, of the media praising these groups. So uh, this is from uh, Minneapolis, from Channel 4. So CBS is Channel 4. It's a major you know, network. Um,
1: WCCO, been yeah. around forever.
0: Um, so their headline is... Why white people suck. Minnesota freedom fighters are bearing arms oh, to help yeah. bridge gap between Minneapolis police and community. That's a... What a what a that sounds really good. Sounds nice. They're bridging a gap to a Minneapolis police community and they're freedom fighters and they're but they're bearing arms. But you know what, they're freedom fighters and they're bridging a gap. So it's okay. But do you think they're white? No. And aren't freedom fighters generally revolutionaries? Generally. But here's the thing. So, they're uh, Minnesota freedom fighters is they're all basically all black men who showed up during the protests and riots basically in Minneapolis like after after the first wave, um, there was a call that went put, that was put out by the NAACP, I believe, to to have um, armed men and concealed carry permit holders to come out and help um, protect businesses and protect the, the legitimate protesters and project, protect the community basically um, from violence. And so these this group of men, black men, got together. And showed up, and they called themselves the Minnesota Freedom Fighters, and they were wearing full tactical loadouts. You
1: know, isn't that the Washington Redskins' new name?
0: <laughs> it should be. Uh, you know the 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 tactical vests, b- body armor, military gear, um, full full rifle, um, the 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 scary black rifles, and all that kind of stuff. And they went out and they are burst. they scary because they're black. Are they of scary because the way they look? Of course. So they went out and they did patrols, and maybe they actually did some good. Maybe they actually stopped some rioters from rioting. I I don't know. It's possible, and and maybe they did. Um, But that's not the point. If it would have been, and we've seen this in the past, any group of white people that decide to take up arms, and let's talk about that couple that did that um, uh, to defend themselves against rioters. um, The ones in Missouri? The couple that, the lawyers.
1: Yeah, in Missouri. Yeah.
0: Um immediately they it wasn't it wasn't a good thing. They had they suburban commando and the, that was his name. not only the media went after him, law enforcement, politicians went after him, they they um took their weapons from him, they're charging charging Um what about these guys? They were waving their guns around. They had their guns out in in, in in full view and um they uh were so successful in what they did that they are and so they acquired praise and promotion from the media for doing this. And they were so successful that um, they decided they're going to start a company, a a protection company. So, uh, What's it called? Uh, Kill Whitey? No. Kill Whitey Security Company? (laughs) A a tactical security company. So what they're doing is they're forming a tactical security company because their experience was so good defending the quote-unquote community and the good coverage they got from the media and the the good relations they had with uh, police chief, uh, Minneapolis police chief Erdondo, that they're going to parlay this into a business. Not only that, they have a, a GoFundMe account that's been set up for the group and uh, the media, including CBS, promoted that GoFundMe account. Do you know what would happen if any white guys that were armed and saying, "Hey, we want to protect the citizenry and protect our community. If they set up a GoFundMe account, do you know what would happen?" Um,
1: well, it wouldn't be that GoFundMe would shut it down. <laughs> it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't be. I'm that. telling
0: you, no, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, no GoFundMe it would, shut, would it down. shut that shit down.
1: By the way, I thought of a great name for this uh, all-black charity company instead of the Freedom Fighters. No, the Cracker Cappers.
0: Really, nigga. <laughs> I had to get that ready. <laughs> cracker
1: <caps. laughs> We Us at the Cracker Capper uh, Security
0: Agency, we'll shoot all those nasty white people starting your business on fire. <laughs> so, I mean, the double standard is ridiculous with this situation. And, and you'll have even instances of people doing things just like cleaning up trash in communities where the media will go in because they're Trump supporters. They'll go in and they'll be like, uh, you know, ulterior motives and all that. I mean, they won't like support them or or say, hey, this is a great thing. Here's the GoFundMe. You can – or here's their website where you can support what they're doing.
1: Well, wasn't – who's the guy? Fleckes? He's got that channel.
0: Uh, and He's a conservative guy. Fleckes Talks. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they went into Baltimore uh, and cleaned up. It was when um, – He didn't
0: do it. He just reported on
1: – No, he he was there with a group of people.
0: But he didn't, he didn't um, set it up. Somebody else did. He just joined in.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. still – but uh, it was after um, Trump said the one black congressman, uh, I think he died uh, a while back, um, had the, uh, I, th- I think I mentioned him before. Was it Eli Cummings? Oh,
0: just, just happened. Elijah Cummings. Elijah Cummings, yeah.
1: No, uh, God, now I'm forgetting the other one who just died.
0: I thought Elijah Cummings was the only one. I think Elijah Cummings, no.
1: Uh, Elijah Cummings, uh, I think he was from Baltimore. Anyway, um, but, uh, the, uh, Trump said that the guy's, uh, district looked terrible and, uh, you know, because it did. And, uh, so they, they went out there, you know, Elijah Cummings, political and civil rights advocate. Uh, yeah. Maryland 7th congressional district. Okay. So yeah. And he died in October of last year. So he, um, uh, Trump said Baltimore looked terrible. His district looked terrible. So clean up your own house before you uh, you know, mess with anybody else. And everybody said, oh, that was so horrible of Trump to say that. It was so racist. Well, Fleckes was with this group who went out there, and they cleaned up like a ton of uh, literally tons of trash. And they got called all sorts of names for doing it. they yep. cleaning up this neighborhood. Yep. And, I mean, there were rats running around in this stuff and – and, and they hauled out all this old garbage. And it was something like, I mean, it was 10 30-yard dumpsters or something they pulled out. All, they didn't, They it was all volunteer. And people were jeering them and saying, oh, you know, get out of our neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, yeah. trying to make us look bad. Well, maybe, maybe that was their ulterior motive. But in the end, they cleaned it up.
0: Yeah, what they're... The, the worst ulterior motive they probably had was, hey, we want to make conservatives look good. So? You're doing good things? You're oh, making it you
1: look good. And maybe they wanted to make Elijah Cummings look bad. But you know what? It's like it's like that friend of yours who pokes you in the stomach and goes, hey, fatty, if you were skinny, he couldn't do
0: that. Yeah. So here's some quotes from this um, group. They go, we are a community-based organization that are here to protect and patrol our community. Someone who can go into areas that maybe the police can't go into and help. There has been plenty of right-wing groups and they call them they automatically call them you know hate groups and militias and, and white nationalists but do the same thing say hey you know we want to we want to augment the the police we want to say hey you know we understand the police can't be everywhere and we want to be like a community we want to be eyes and ears in the community and and help um keep you know no criminals can't come here but immediately that that's not reported that way
1: i'm just thinking of way too many funny names the minnesota time.
0: freedom fighters are, and this is from this article from cbs Minnesota freedom fighters are not trying to replace police, but rather build relationships that help in the betterment of the community, which lacks trust with the police. The group says they have a good relationship with Minneapolis police chief, uh, Madari Ardondo. And here's a quote. We just want our community to understand that they do have somebody they can count on and that we're here to, you know, create a safer space or a safer place, a place of peace. Uh, this is the leader Hart- Hartwell is his name. Their goal is change and for the constitutional freedom, including the second amendment to be shared by all that line right there was the report or the person writing this, this, um, this article, their goal is to ch- is change. And for constitutional freedom, including the second amendment to be shared by all that, if, if it was a white group doing this, that would not have been in there, that, that line wouldn't have been there. And if it was, it would have been either sarcastic or it would have been like, can you believe this? These, these white men say that they're doing this, but they have a theory. You know, it, it would not be just a straightforward, this is what they say they are, and this is what we believe. Because by saying that, without quotations, they're just saying, this is not them quoting the group. This is them writing this, that their goal is to ch-. So they're stating what their goal is without quotations. So they. it's as if they believe what they say they're doing is what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. But you would not get that from a, a, a group that was that was white, that was a militia group that was trying to help her, the community there. And these, a lot of these white militia t- groups, quote unquote militia groups, they're not there to. Um, it's like the three percenters, and um, there's a couple. Um, what's the other one that um, always goes to these things? The Patriot Prayer. Oh yeah. Um, they.
1: Or the one you belong to, the John Brown Gun Club.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, they don't differentiate between races. They say, we're here to help our community. Maybe the majority is white, but there are, you know, different races within their ranks. Um, but it's not racially based, and, and which is what these guys on the surface sounds like. Yeah, they're not racially based, although you look at the picture of all the members and they're all black. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine if a white person tries to join, there's going to be some sort of. Uh, process to decide well, if they're
1: no white guy is going to join the cracker cappers,
0: <laughs> cracker cracker cappers. Um, so, but then the, talk about the Second Amendment. So they're they the this re, this CBS is reporting on this as if oh you know changing constitutional freedom in, in um, promoting freedoms as, including the Second Amendment. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good deal according to this. You'll never get that unless
1: you're white.
0: If you're white, the Second Amendment is it's a uh, you know dog whistle.
1: Well, let's let's face it. It was Democrats who tried to take the right of freed black people to have guns away. Yeah, they were the ones who tried to put all the.
0: Well, You know what I found out too. what the the castle doctrine was um, it's pretty old. It was based on the fact that um, uh, it wanted to protect black people from mob attacks in their homes and saying hey if someone someone comes into comes into your home for whatever reason in certain states did this and i can't remember which i'm
1: guessing it was all the democratic states
0: yeah they're saying you can you can legally defend yourself and it wasn't it you know black white whatever whatever race and it was because all these like kkk mobs would show up and they you know they go into someone's home and they'd take them out, drag them out, and they'd beat them or whatever, or, or lynch them or whatever the hell they do. So it was it's kind of interesting.
1: It's probably the, uh, it's those states in the uh, KKK-held areas that were passing that, I'm guessing. Yeah. You know, big on those, uh, yeah. those Democrat states were big on that Castle Doctrine.
0: So the very last line in this article from CBS is, a GoFundMe account has been set up to help support the group, and it's linked. It's blue. So you can just click on it to go to the. Group.
1: At KillWhitey.com
0: crack a kappa <laughs> but no i mean these guys probably are doing good i, I don't deny that the, they, they probably did stop and i'll bet you they even would have stopped like antifa fucks from committing violence i bet if they saw some little fucking white antifa fucks trying to start fires and trying to do shit they would have said get the fuck out of here what do you which think would have a, been good
1: what do you th- think would have happened to the umbrella guy with the hammer who was smashing out the auto zone windows right right if they were around
0: right and so i'm not saying that these guys in in and of themselves having them out there is a bad thing Probably a good thing, especially in their own community. But the double standard is what's pissing me off. That's yeah. all.
1: I don't have any problem with people with guns wanting to protect their own mm-hmm. neighborhood. Yep. As long as they don't think that gives them the right to settle some scores.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: You know? So. Got no problem with it.
0: i got one more story I want to talk about. Fire away. Uh, did you hear about... Did uh, you see what I did there? Yeah. My little segue? Beautiful. It was beautiful. Kapow, kapow. Let's take a moment to just recognize... It was. How good that was. Super. Oh, we're already over time here, so let's hurry up on this one.
1: We'll get going.
0: Men's Health uh, went after Joe Rogan for spreading transphobic hate. Did you hear about this? Well, because he spreads transphobic hate. He had a conversation with a guest. Her name was Abigail Schreier. She wrote a book called Irreversible Damage, The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters.
1: Yeah, she was talking something about the, the damage... You can get from uh, the irreversible damage you get from uh, subjecting young kids to hormone therapy.
0: Well, that's not only it. There's a lot to this. Oh, um, yeah, I know. But, she um, but was, I mean, I they had a, a long. You know, Joe Rogan thing. has long conversations, yeah. hours, conversations, hour with and a people. half to three hours. Sometimes. Um, and what's funny, though, is that men's health men's health magazine came out against this because it was spreading transphobic hate.
1: But have you seen the men's health cover lately? Up in no. the top left corner is a small W-O. No. Yeah. It's whoa, man's health.
0: Whoa, man's health. Though. So so men's health is covering this story um, because they're, a f- they're, they're, they're implying or flat out stating that Rogan is spreading transphobic hate. So men's health. So what now? We can look forward to articles and advice on menstruation, pregnancy advice for men, uh, front hole hygiene for men.
1: <laughs> front hole hygiene.
0: Yep. What? Well, you have your back hole and your front hole. If you don't want to differentiate between the genders, it's not a penis or a vagina. It's your front hole. Your butt hole is your back hole. Now you now your taint for for male and female. It's called the taint. Now I would call it the chin rest on a woman or the ass neck on a man, but that would be wrong. That would be transphobic. Okay. Uh, and then they'll do articles on how to train to do like one. But, but funny. One whole pull-up. Like train, 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 and you'll be able to do one whole pull-up or three whole push-ups
1: as a man. Wait, hole as in I front mean Front hole. Okay. <laughs> a front hole pull-up would be impressive.
0: So. Um, <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> so. There There's was, no straps to assist yeah. with that. So the ridiculousness of men's health, Meg. Magazine and menshealth.com doing, um, an uh, a screed about how, uh, Rogan has an author on that's transphobic is bullshit. It's like, it's not your, it's not your lane. Stay in your fucking lane. Yeah.
1: Tell everybody how to have six pack abs and, yeah. uh, the newest workout equipment and your little yeah. GQ and, section and, and how
0: to eat to shrink your prostate. <laughs> You know and what she's really thinking yeah so okay so here's what the the author says uh the author of men's health the author of this article that went after rogan he's so he has uh rogan has a history of platforming divisive voices now that right there is woke woke speak when you're platforming is is a, is a woke word and divisive voices that's that's all woke phrasing and what that you know that means is that um, it's it goes along with that silence is violence stuff. Is
1: what they say problematic?
0: Yeah, that's another one. There's all these there's all these key words that you, that you have to be hip to to understand exactly what, where these authors or where these people are coming from. So as soon as you start hearing these little little phrasings or these little words, you know exactly you know the indoctrination that they're that they've been either part of or spreading.
1: Well, people, these people's uh, language is is so problematic. It goes beyond the normal microaggression.
0: Oh. oh,
1: geez. We
0: can go on all day with all these now. I could write for these fucking So magazines. Okay, so he says, Rogan has a history of platforming device, divisive voices. Now he's actively fanning the flames of hate. Rogan is spreading vile transphobia, and it's putting lives in danger. So let me ask you this. Whose lives are in danger, and how is it putting them in danger? Because... Rogan's guest found that even though more girls are presenting themselves as trans and and not only is there less stigma right now and they're being they're being like um, celebrated and encouraged by many voices now, like many um, organizations and celebrities and you know their peers um, to come out as trans right now is almost celebrity status right now. Right. Um, so it's much less stigma than ever before in history to come out and and say you're trans. um, They're being celebrated. But the suicide rates are going up for these young girls that are coming out as trans, just like in regular trans uh, communities, the ones that aren't trans trending, which is what we'll get it to. This is what's happening. This is what we'll get it to. But let's say people with legitimate um, dysphoria, gender dysphoria, the suicide rate is astronomical because, A, they they have a mental disorder that's not usually getting treated, and, B, even when they – treat it physically, not mentally or emotionally, mentally, but they physically try to do that transformation by via hormones and surgery, they still have a high suicide rate, maybe even more so because it doesn't fix their uh, dysphoria. They still don't feel like they're in the right body.
1: Well, I know why their suicide rate is going up. Why? Institutional uh, white hatred of them. Of course. White heterosexual males hating yeah. them, so so, and they are they feel comfortable like Rogan here to spread their uh, their hatred, so that makes these people even more inclined to kill themselves. Right.
0: So, if anything, Rogan and his guests were pointing out that uh, uh, trans trending is what's putting girls' lives in danger. I mean, it really is. So she said, and this is pretty interesting. This is stuff I didn't know. Um, uh, she states that gender dysphoria this is uh shrier the author of the book and she interviewed that hateful bitch. she interviewed scientists and, and doctors and i mean this is a very well footnoted book um, she stated that gender dysphoria used to afflict 0.01% of the population and today 2% of high school students identify as transgender and most of them are girls
1: that's like from what to what point what to 2 mm-hmm.
0: that's so,
1: That's like a buttload. So the
0: prevailing progressive narrative is that social acceptance is increasing. So open transgenderism is increasing. So basically they feel safe now. So there used to be probably that same percentage probably used to be in the past, but they were so oppressed that they wouldn't come out and let people know, right? And there might be a very small, you know, small portion of that. Why are you doing that with your fingers? That's true. Um,
1: What? When you say very
0: small. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll <laughs> let people imagine what, what i'm doing with my fingers um but that sounded creepy <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so so they're they're saying that well now that acceptance is is, is happening then of course you're going to get more people coming out because there's more acceptance and they aren't stigmatized and afraid to come out um but this woman says but it's not affecting the rate of women in their 40s to 60s coming out um as transgender, just young girls and the reason is young girls are much more susceptible to social pressure, and the need for social um, praise, which they're receiving f- in spades by well, me- yeah. social media from their friends and from celebrities and from you know all these organizations that promote this kind of stuff. And so they they uh, there's a public health expert that this Schreier cites, uh, Dr. Lisa Littman, um, and she's got all kinds of publications about this stuff. She says here's anorexia is an obvious parallel to gender dysphoria it often affects high achieving upper middle class teenage girls spreads via the internet distorts their body image and leads them to self harm well it, but the it, problem is the difference with that parallel is that with anorexia it's universally dis- people know it's bad and they try to you know try to correct that behavior correct right. that. Where with transgenderism, you've got all these groups and all these people um, for it. advocate for it and promote it.
1: And if you were advocating for anorexia, you'd be seen as a hateful person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you – I've told you to do this before. If you haven't, you need to go back and do it. Do it today when you go back home. Uh, watch the Rogan episodes about a year ago with Jonathan Haidt, uh, H-A-I-D-T. Uh, he is a psychologist and he teaches like – Ethics of psychology at NYU. And he has some very interesting stuff to say about, you know, where all of this stuff from the left is coming and where it's showing up in the country and how it's affecting them in college. But he was talking about social media is absolutely destroying young women's confidence. Right. He said, if you give a 12 year old boy an iPhone and access to the internet, what's he going to do with it? play games and watch porn if you give it to a girl at that age they are going to anonymously assassinate other people's character yeah and so these girls go after each other and so i'm not even sure it's even like you can say hey the the um and i don't doubt any of what this woman says that the suicide rate amongst young women is is going up oh uh, young with women trans- men say they're trans transgender but it's exploding with just women and young in women general. in general because it the the male suicide rate is, in teens used to be 3 times what it is with women and now women are almost caught up but isn't aren't they both rising though they're both rising yeah. but what but if that's even more the case
0: yeah that that tells you social media it has was three has a times very big women. part to play in this
1: yeah and he says men are more likely to blow stuff off and be like Fuck you. Or have
0: some sort of outlet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, again, you see this with women all the time. And I remember reading this book in college, Shantung Compound. It was talking about uh, people who were imprisoned by the Japanese in China in World War II. Oh Yeah, how bad that was. And they separated the men from the women. And they had way more problems with the women. And they realized after a while this author was saying this, uh, was saying that it's because men who don't like each other tend to try and stay away from each other. They... Despite what movies and everything. They don't gravitate towards each other. They're like, I don't like him. He doesn't like me. I'm going to stay over here. He's going to stay over there. It's very rarely that it explodes into a fight, you know. Um, And usually it's only when they're forced to be in the same proximity and they have an audience. But in this, the men sort of stayed away from each other. The women didn't do that. That women, when they felt like they had a disagreement with another woman, had to make her aware of it.
0: And and had to try. Didn't they have to try to, like... Uh, turn other women against their enemy. I don't remember I reading that, that but it,
1: it wouldn't surprise me, especially in younger women. Yeah. But then you get, you know, we go back to that clip of that uh, woman in the airport in Miami, getting in the face of that cop. Yeah. You know, thinking he's not going to do anything. What's he going to do? He's a guy. He can't hit me. And, and then it does. I just, I think it is teaching women to go after each other in a way that they couldn't before. And like you said, make all these behind the scenes connections to go after and just take mm-hmm. somebody down. It's like a, it's a pack of wolves, you know, hyenas, hyenas generally go stuff. that's already dead. Don't they? Uh,
0: that's a good point. Or
1: weak, weak. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, okay. You're right. You win. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, disgusting. wolves do that too though. <laughs> wolves usually weaken it. So they just uh-huh. run it, run it into the ground. Anyway. Um, but I, that's why I tell my kids – I was just having this conversation with my oldest the other day. I said, social media is trash. It's just yeah. – there's no point to it. Just stay off it. Get it. We're not allowing them to have it yet. But, uh, you know, it's, well, just, but it's a mess.
0: Speaking of the story, that's one of the things. If you have a daughter who's being um, manipulated, influenced, and propagandized with this stuff, I mean, she's – at. They're they're sponges, just like boys, but they're sponges. And they'll take this stuff in and they'll see. They'll they'll see, hey, I'm kind of an outcast, or I'm kind of, you know, I'm feeling out of place here, or you know, I don't have that many friends and you know, or even some of these girls are bullying me. Um but look at what happens when all these girls that I see that are coming out as trans, you know? They're being celebrated, they're being supported. I mean, I want to be celebrated supported. That's pretty much what the attitude is. They go, Oh yeah, I'll do that. And so it's, it's not healthy. It's, it's destructive, but it's what they do. You know, it's like uh, girls that um, cut themselves. You know, if they, they found out the same with anorexia, cutters, they call them. Um, If there's girls that find out that another girl's cutting herself, then it kind of spreads. Another girl will start cutting herself. Mm -hmm. You'll find out that it's like almost like a virus that it's spreading. And it doesn't happen so much with boys as it does with girls. Um, Yeah. But you have to stay on top of that, and it's not healthy. If you've got legitimate uh, gender dysphoria, which is a real issue, a real problem that that people have, it needs to be treated, but it doesn't need to be treated by... um,
1: Hormone therapy.
0: By acquiescing or supporting a delusion. Yeah. You don't support a delusion. you You help break the delusion, and that'll make the person healthy, make the person happy if you break that delusion. If that person thinks my limb is alien it doesn't belong to me i need to cut it off do you cut that limb off or do you well, say hey and
1: there are people who have body that's dysmorphia. a real
0: that's a real disorder body dysmorphia and and you tell that person no that's your body part it belongs to you it's healthy to have that part you help them process through that you don't sit there and go yeah you're right let's chop that arm off
1: yeah well when you wake up in the middle of the night it's laying across your throat you can't have that yeah, your have arm that. is trying it's, to kill
0: you i'll tell you that's terrifying
1: yes it is yeah. Didn't you have an arm you fell asleep on? I
0: did. I, I did the phantom stranger on accident is what happened. So
1: I'm sorry. What's a phantom the phantom stranger? The phantom
0: stranger is when you sit on your hand or your arm in order to make... You're really going to do this. Yeah, in order to make your, gonna, um, you, your nerve endings go this. dead so that you can't feel anything with that hand. But other parts of your body can feel your hand. And so what you do is you use that hand and other parts of your body as if it's another person using that hand on your other part of your body. What other parts of your body? You know, like your scalp. Like a nice scalp massage. Pick your nose. <laughs> Foot rub. <laughs> but anyways, so I phantom stranger myself on accident. I, I <laughs> fell asleep. I f- you phantom stranger yourself on accident. <laughs> Hillary Clinton phantom stranger name. me. <laughs> 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 uh, I think I told this story, but it was quite a while ago. <laughs> I... I I was sleeping on my stomach, and I had my hand underneath my chest with my actual like hand around my neck, and my arm fell asleep, and I must have like rolled over, and woke up, <laughs> and I had someone's hand choking me, and I woke up and I'm I jumped out of bed and I ran to the to the. The light switch, the light switch on, looked at my bed. There's nobody there. And then I realized that my hand, my arm was completely numb. And then I put two and two together and I just started laughing. I'm like, Can I, you
1: imagine if like your foot had fallen asleep too? And you tripped and fell and you hit your head and now you felt like this person had knocked you on the floor, was beating you up?
0: Yeah. I would be terrified <laughs> and embarrassed. So I was, it, it's, yeah. So I phantom strangered myself. Okay. Just not with my junk. <laughs> Okay. With that, if you want to get <laughs> in contact with us, it's rooster at bread circusespodcast.com or crow at bread and
1: Go to the Facebook page, put stuff on there almost every day. Like, share, comment. We appreciate all of it. See you. Bye.